Wait, one sec, one sec. Is, is the expression duel or die or is it do or die? Did you say duel or die? That sound. I know, I thought you said duel, and then I was like, duel like, makes sense and is actually kind of is a cooler, you know, duel or die. You know, you either, you either fight or you die. You know? Duel or die. Maybe that, that's the new cliff here segment is duel or die, you know? Alrighty, fellas, uh, quick BJP for this week before uh, Lee gets uh, some paid time off from the program, going on vacation. Uh, excited to announce, though, to start the show, uh, I'm not delivering the trivia. Both Murray brothers have come armed with uh, trivia uh, to our loyal listener, JP Shady. Uh, get get ready, get your brain going. Um, maybe even bake in a little time for Shady to think. I don't know. I mean, it's your questions, so... So, so, you know, do your way with it. Tommy, Tommy, go first, since you were the first one that uh, mentioned it. Yep, I'm going to go first. Uh, this is this is a guy who was one of the first, you know, first running backs that I liked growing up. And I think, you know, if you're in, if you're in, uh, you know, the, the late millennial, early Gen Z, uh, you know, if you came to become a football fan in the early 2000s, then I think this is a player that you'd be familiar with. So, um I'm talking about a running back who was drafted uh, in 1997 in the first round, pick 12, to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And that's, I think, all I'm comfortable giving to you guys right now. Cadillac Williams? No. 1997. Cadillac Williams couldn't have been that much after 1997. Cadillac Williams, I believe, was like 2004, 2005. Buccaneers running back? This is showing the age gap. I mean, Tommy's a little older well, than well, uh, well than me he, or Lee. I, mean, I was born it's, in '97. I don't yeah. know. It's a bit of a it's a bit of a trick question because maybe you guys didn't know he played for the Buccaneers. All No. All no, no. I mean, work done. Work done. There we go. Oh, yeah, I would have thought of him as a Falcon. Yep. Hey, that's why. Yeah, me too. But you just said you wouldn't have thought of him as the Buccaneers, and I realized that might be work done. Work done. Oh. Beautiful. Great. Great. Good great trivia, player, Tommy. Even better person. Even better person, and he does a whole thing with building yeah, homes Watson and for underprivileged people. Yeah, Deshaun Watson grew Shout up. Shout out Warwick Dunn, yeah. much better man than us. That's something we can say confidently. <laughs> There's not a lot of things we can say confidently. Hey, man, we got some time. We got some time. We got a little we got bit. Some no, time. that's true. That's true. Um, I have a trivia as well. I'm hoping that it'll last a little bit longer than Tommy's. It's a little bit more recent. This is a player who I'm. all I'm going to give away is they're a defensive player who played in the Big 12. They were a top 15 pick in the 2009 NFL Draft. And they only played for two different teams in their NFL Ryan career. One of what... Okay, Tommy. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. That's what happens. All right. 
That was my biggest fear in the back of my mind was that I was going to do the trivia and Tommy would know exactly who I was talking about. You should have went. You should have exactly went with Aaron Maybach. So. I'm going to I'm going to pretend that I was on the precipice of knowing that and Tommy just you know robbed it for me a second before yeah. I was. I was lost in the it, weeds, man. When you start, when you start, me and Tommy, because we were huge yeah. Arakpo guys back in '09. <laughs> Tommy and I were huge and, Arakpo and, guys. And Dick Duran took Aaron Maben one selection before Aaron him. Maben, that's right. And he and he never co- he yeah, never when, was a head coach when again. You start, when you start tossing around, uh, when you start tossing around college conferences, that's when usually that doesn't help me very much. So, I've, yeah. I've always been a pure NFL guy. Let's get to what the fans are tuning in for. Yeah, that's the NFC North. Um, of course, NFC North Sands Lions. Um, don't want to, you know, don't want to make any false promises, but we're we're looking at a uh, in-person Lions preview for the first time in three years. So, just putting that it's out there. Just putting am that I, out there am, for the people. Am I doing my Lions my Lions spiel at the end of the episode? Is that what we'll do? You are. All right, end of the episode. No, you know, you'll do it first because they came in last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. You, you'll be you'll be uh, you'll be kicking off the podcast here, but we're we're doing the NFC North. Uh, Lee and I will refrain from from saying anything. Perhaps we'll address some of Tommy's uh, comments. Oh, mm. <laughs> well, I thought he rebooted the Wi-Fi, but uh... yeah, I thought I thought he did the Wi-Fi too. But uh, yeah, all right, <laughs> I'm back. I'm back, boys. Uh, just like Jordan. Uh, that'll be me. Uh, um, Tommy, just just take it away, baby. Lions came in last in the division last year. Uh, Lee and I will provide our analysis uh, on the pod to anything that you have to say. But uh, floor is yours, buddy. Just uh, whenever you want to stop, and and we'll move on to the 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 Bears. Yeah, I don't want really want to take the wind too much out of your guys' sails, and I and I feel like I've been pretty consistent with my Lions takes throughout the offseason, and, and not really a lot has changed. I'm uh, I'm reasonably optimistic that Dan Campbell is going to be uh, a good a good head coach, and more importantly, a leader of men and building a culture here that you know uh, he might not be the the offensive wizard that maybe I would like uh, ideally in in a head coach if we're starting from blank, but I think that. You know, I think Dan Campbell can be a guy who builds a culture that can, you know, be here for five to ten years and uh, field a lot of competitive teams. And you know, and and all the reviews from uh, from players. I was I was listening to that Akeem Talib, Michael Brocker's interview that Lee sent. Uh, just kind of what he's talking about, the intangible stuff there. Uh, you know, employing uh, a majority African American staff. If I don't, if I don't, uh, if I'm not mistaken, and and that's something that resonates with the players. And it seems to be uh, that there is. There really is a tangible culture change that has taken place um, in Detroit. Uh, in terms of what Brad Holmes is doing in the front office, I think we all, outside of them passing on Justin Fields, uh, I think that they, you know, he's received pretty high marks from me. Um, they, they obviously are building a team in the trenches. They did that in the draft. They did that in acquiring a guy like Michael Brockers, uh, re-upping Romeo Aquara. Um, so I think this is a team that is headed in the right direction, but... You know, now I think you guys know where I stand. I'm pretty sure you guys will, will will pretty much agree that this team's ceiling is pretty limited with with Jared Goff uh, at their at their helm, and their floor really is is pretty limited with with Jared Goff there, especially with the surrounding talent. You guys know I was a big Amonara St. Brown guy in the in the draft process. I expect him to play uh, a significant role. T.J. Hawkinson should have a career year this year. 
Uh, I just want to see, I think if you're a Lions fan, you want to see this team be competitive. You want to see this team, the bottom, not fall out. Uh, it's been my kind of, you know, my feeling that Dan Campbell is going to be a head coach that, you know, is probably going to make some in-game decisions that we don't necessarily agree with, but it's more about the long-term vision and what he's building. So I'm really, I think the only thing that if you're a Lions fan, you should really be, um, you know, on watch for or, or you know, is, is if Dan Campbell has, you know, a Freddie Kitchens type character. I think that's, you know, the worst case scenario in Detroit. I don't think, I think, you know, the chances of that are slim to none. I think everything about him, you know, indicates that he's going to be, you know, the right man for the job moving forward. And, and this is going to be a team on the come up. Really, you know, obviously we're all high on fields and what he can do in Chicago, but really with Rodgers potentially leaving the division uh, a year from now, that this Lions team, I think, I would hope a year from now has a, has a rookie quarterback has potentially Malik Willis under center. You know, let's paint the picture a little bit. A couple first-round picks. I don't want Malik Willis. I know, man. Take, take, you know, whoever you want. Rattler, JT Daniels. JT Daniels. Uh, That's who I want. Take your take your dream quarterback a choice. Or or maybe uh, Matt Corral after leading the Ole Miss Rebels no, to a 10-win season this year. I don't want crack boy Corral. Um, yeah, I think this is all about what you know what they're going to be building in, in year one. So that's uh, I think the Lions. This is going to be the fourth place team in the division for me. Uh, but we want to see signs. We want to see signs, and I think that's what we all should be looking out for. So that's all I got to say. Thanks, Tommy. Uh, appreciate your insight. Let's jump right into the uh, Bears. Uh, still, still a Bears yeah. insider, by the way. So um, I think what I'm going to do. Uh, and, and maybe Lee, you can be the one to put the stamp of approval, notarize this. But uh, I'm gonna stake my Bears insider card uh, once a season. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it on the line. I think that's and uh, I think that's valid. I would expect nothing less or more for so, that matter. I think once where you're really putting it on the line and it's do or die, I respect that. Yeah, and you so, did it last year. Uh, Wait, one sec, one sec. Is, is and, the expression and, you know, dual or die or is it do or die? Did you say dual or die? It's, that sound. It's do or die. It's do or die. I know. I thought you said dual and then I was it's like do dual like makes sense and is actually kind of is a cooler, you know, dual or die. You know, you either you either fight or you die. <laughs> you know? Maybe that could be a new uh, new segment when these preseason dual games or die. start Maybe up. That, that's dual the or die. Cliff, your segment is dual or die, you know? Yep. We got Cliff here, Duel or Die, or, and Baller, Baller, Baller. Ground. Jeff Gladney, Duel or Die, buddy. Man. Duel or Die. He's, he's gone. He's yeah, that's RIP. That's, that's what they said about Tyreek. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, Jeff. Didn't mean to. Uh, hey, man. J- Jeff would have cashed that 1K yeah. ticket. That's all I know. He would that's have. All I know. He would have. Um, the Bears. The Bears. Uh. It was uh, brutal for me to watch the draft and see the Lions not only pass on fields, but then watch the Broncos pass on him and see the Bears come up and take Justin Fields. Um, I think that Justin Fields was the second best quarterback in the draft. Uh, I think, he, I don't know, I guess I was saying Trey Lance to start week one, and, and Matt Nagy has come out and said that he believes Andy Dalton's going to start week one. I'll say this, that I think... Um, Justin Fields will end up starting a majority of the games at quarterback. So I think he would start nine, you know, at the least. Well, I'll say that. Uh, I think the Bears should heavily consider it uh, because I don't think you, if you're the Bears and the way that their roster is, I mean, this is kind of something I just wanted to bring up with this team. They made the playoffs last year. 
Um, it wasn't you know a great season, and they laid down against the Saints uh, in the playoffs. But to me, this is kind of a team that is heading in two different directions at once because really, if you think about it, the way that Ryan Pace constructed this roster was to build it around Mitch Trubisky's contract. Uh, and at this point, based on what they thought Mitch would be, uh, he should be leading them into playoff runs, uh, just like kind of Mahomes is doing with the Chiefs. And the Chiefs still are taking advantage of Mahomes' rookie contract because his extension uh, isn't until, I believe, after this season is when that big money kind of kicks in for him. Uh, so right now you have a lot of guys on this Bears roster who are a little bit older, getting paid a little bit more money, but you still have a rookie quarterback uh, in Justin Fields. Do I think he can overcome some of that? Yes, but as a whole, I do think this roster is getting a little bit older and a little more depleted. I mean, look, they had to get rid of uh, Kyle Fuller. Um, they've gotten rid of a couple pieces over the years. And I don't know. I just think it's a team heading in two different directions. It'll be interesting to see you know, how much Justin Fields can kind of bridge that gap. I think Matt Nagy is a below-average NFL head coach. Um, and, and that's kind of where, where I stand on this team. I think you have to give them credit for making the playoffs, uh, as they have kind of consistently, while Matt Nagy has been the head coach. But uh, other than that, I don't feel too confident about this team's future, and I don't know what type of success they can have in the short term, even with how much I believe in Fields. He's still uh, a young rookie QB. Yeah. Really well said, Clep. I agree with almost everything you said. Um, the, the biggest thing I'd point out about this team is their offensive line is terrible. Their offensive line is still really, really bad. Sure, they drafted Tevin Jenkins, who, by the way, hasn't practiced once thus far because he has a lingering back injury. So we'll see how far that goes. Even if the guy plays and is good, you're still dealing with James Daniels, Cody Whitehair, Jermaine Effetti, and, and Elijah Wilkinson. If this was the Steelers' offensive line, they'd be getting ripped apart. <laughs> Uh, this is this is a bad offensive line. It's not good. Um, and would you pair that with Andy Dalton starting? There's just not much to like about this offense. I like Allen Robinson a lot. I think David Montgomery is a solid to really good running back. I like them bringing in Damian Williams. I think they have a nice little rotation at running back. I know Tommy likes Khalil Herbert a lot. I have no complaints about their running back room. They've got some weapons on the outside. We like Mooney here. Um, I, I expect Cole Komet to take a step. They've got some good pieces on defense between Khalil Mack, Roquan Smith, uh, Eddie Jackson, you know, Jalen Johnson. Sure, there are pieces. But as a unit, Clep, like you said, first of all, I don't like the coaching staff whatsoever. I think they're going in two different directions, like you said, and articulated really well, Clep. Not a huge fan of Andy Dalton. And they have a bad offensive line. Um, I just don't really see and we're speaking under the, the context of Andy Dalton being the starting quarterback, Why? how is this team better than they were last year? I asked that question a couple times throughout the division previews. What makes them? What pushes them past last year to where they're going to be a team that's going to play the Saints in the first round of the playoffs and really compete at a high level and win that game? They're not that team. Um, I will be very, I'll be very surprised if they compete for a playoff spot considering the you know what we're going to talk about with the next couple teams in this division. And I also agree, Clep, that Justin Fields will be starting more than seven games this year, more than eight games this year. I think he's going to be starting at least half the season because when push comes to shove, he's a better quarterback than Andy Dalton is at this juncture in his career. And, and lastly, lastly, before Tommy jumps in, jumps in on that point, just another thing I want to say about why I think that is, is because 
Nagy and Pace's jobs might depend yeah. on that. Yeah. Like, hey, we got to play this sure. dude because uh, we need to uh, give ownership another reason to, to keep us around. And right. And then, and two, uh, another, just another point on kind of this roster being pulled in two different directions. Roquan Smith uh, or Justin Fields was the first first round pick that this team has made since 2018 in Roquan Smith. And then they don't have a first round pick next year because they traded it to the Giants. So, I mean, this is a roster that is kind of old Mm -hmm. and you're also not going to get an influx of new players for another two seasons. Yeah. I also want to point out too, real quick before Tommy jumps in, they play the NFC West and the AFC North. So they play the 49ers. They play the Seahawks. They play the Cardinals. As does the rest of the division, but yes. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying they play all those teams. They play, they also play the Buccaneers this year. This is not a necessarily easy schedule for a team that placed uh, second in the division last year and with a you know eight or nine win record. Um, so Tommy, go ahead. But not a lot of confidence coming from my end here. Well, I mean, Clep, Clep, you started it off, and Lee. I mean, you guys both. I, I agree with you guys, kind of uh, at the face of it. But I'll raise you one. I mean, I don't think I think Justin Fields is a starter by that Week Four game at home to Detroit. I don't think I, I'm not buying Andy Dalton uh, for a moment here. Much like you know, what what's going on in San Francisco with Lance and Garoppolo, but I think it's even more accentuated here, just because I think the disparity between Dalton and Fields is so much more. Uh, kind of like what I said with Trey Lance in the a- NFC West uh, preview. I, the same thing goes here. I just don't think that this coaching staff is going to be able to take to keep Justin Fields off the field for a lot of the reasons Klepp you just mentioned, their jobs potentially being on the line, and just what they're going to see throughout the next couple weeks of the preseason and, and training camp. You know, we already saw some some puff highlights from it, uh, you know, today of, of Fields making throws. I mean, he just clearly has more upside at the position. Um, and, and, and so I'm not going to prepare for this team like they are uh, going to be starting Andy Dalton for a vast majority or even, you know, a half of the season. I think that that's going to be a short-lived experiment. We saw him last year in Dallas. I think we kind of know what he is. And when I insert Justin Fields into the starting lineup uh, of this team – I think there's some things to like. Obviously, Allen Robinson is a number one receiver. Clep, your boy Darnell Mooney came onto the scene and really impressed last year a lot and, you know, looks to be their number two receiver. He's a really good player, really good route runner. Uh, you know, I mean, that's a that's a nice one-two punch. Demir Bird is, is serviceable for this year. Lee, I think, you know, the offensive line obviously is not a strength, but, I mean, I think we all were high on Tevin Jenkins. we got to think that that unit can at least be, you know, average. I think Clep... It's bad. Well, Clep, you might know more than me. I mean, Cody Whitehair is a good, good player, right? And yeah, so I mean, Cody Whitehair and, and James Daniels are solid, are, yeah. are solid pieces, but both of them have dealt with injuries, kind of in different spots. Um, Charles Leno was horrible. He's off the team. There's um, no depth. You know, yeah. But and then yeah, so I mean, and then again too. I mean, Tevin Jenkins is is still um, young. And, and you have to consider, I, mean, I know we all like Tevin Jenkins, but a lot of that just comes from his mentality. Um, and the, some of the measurables aren't really there with him. I mean, he kind of has some short arms uh, and, and things like that. So it's not like, you know, he's his his transition to the NFL might take a little longer than maybe some people. Yeah, he's not a plug-and-play left I mean, tackle. I mean, here's the thing, too, is like the offensive line has been a problem there yeah. for a couple of years. So, so it's not like you know, oh, these are some young guys that, you know, might make a role or whatever. I mean, this has been an issue now for a couple of years. 
and it, and it's not really yeah. getting better. Yeah, um, so. I think you know we're we're gonna get to Minnesota next, and and Minnesota obviously I think has a higher floor and probably ceiling than them right now. But I think once Fields comes in, and we've seen Minnesota you know kind of be disappointing over the past couple years with Kirk Cousins and not really reaching you know that Super Bowl window that they potentially missed uh, when they had Diggs, and now you know they have Jefferson. I don't want to talk too much about them, but all that I'm saying is, Clep, I mean you kind of point you know you designed the structure of this team quite well. They are aging, but I think this is a, a pretty darn good defense. Jalen Johnson was a, played nice as a rookie last year. you got to expect him to take that next step. We didn't really talk about the defense, but, I mean, Khalil Mack is, is getting older but still is a really good edge rusher. Roquan Smith is a really good young linebacker. Um, I think this team is pretty pretty darn good on defense, and that kind of gets me excited. What about Trufant? Yeah, I mean, Trufant's... Jalen Johnson's their best corner. He's on an island. Yeah, I mean, who's going to help him yeah. out? Artie Burns? No, I mean they don't have a lot of. They don't. I have, mean, Tashawn Gibson isn't good. Yeah, they don't. They don't have a lot of. Like, I want to be critical about this team because I don't think they're good. I don't really. Obviously, we're speaking under the context again of Andy Dalton starting. But even if Fields is starting and is better than Andy Dalton, he's still a rookie, and this team is not very good. And I hate to say it, is Darnell Mooney a bona fide number no. two solid receiver? I don't know. He hasn't necessarily proven that yet. He's flashed and he has promise. But, I won't but, be shocked if he's but a Allen two Robinson, receiver. Allen Robinson, you're dealing with Allen Robinson is a one, and being able to give a talented rookie, yeah, absolutely, a is. talented rookie quarterback. But, I just don't think obviously he can get better. But I think you, if giving Justin Fields, who's an upgrade from Andy Dalton, Allen Robinson, Darnell Moody, Demir Bird, and Cole Komet. It, Demir Bird I, sucks. Yeah, he's not great, but it could be worse. Like they have Allen Robinson, dude. Like Allen Robinson is a pretty darn good receiver. He's easily a top twelve receiver in the NFL. I, I would venture to say every other team in the division outside of the Lions, like the Vikings and the Packers, are clearly better weapons wise. Clearly yeah, and better, they, and they have some of the better weapons in in the NFL. But I'm just saying, this is who you're competing with. So yeah, this team, this I just team, want to make it clear that I think this team will be competitive. I think they're in that seven seven win range, maybe eight. I do not think they're going to sneak into the playoffs. I think they got gifted a playoff appearance last year, and I don't care if Field starts all every game this year. They're not going to make the playoffs, and I'm not denying that they. Yeah, have I mean, good I think I know we're I know we're talking about like 2021 here too, um, but Allen Robinson's future is not clear with the Bears. Hey, he's on a franchise tag. Right. So it's like, again, kind of just talking about the, the difference between where this team is going. Uh, it's hard to, well, it's you hard can, to figure out. You can out, very but, well see, um, and, uh, you know, if this team kind of has some promise, this is probably Justin Fields you'd like to think is the best quarterback that Allen Robinson has ever played with in his career, point blank. Um, yeah, I, I just think, I mean, I'm not, I think this team for me is the third team in the division. Like Andy probably Dalton probably would be. You guys, be. But, he? you know, the Vikings, the Vikings have been a team that have kind of, chronically underachieved I think relative to what all of our expectations were and the Bears have been the opposite I thought the Bears were going to be in the mix for you know a number you know the number one pick last year they obviously kind of had that faulty start to start the season and start off 5-0 and and then get into the playoffs but I think this is a team that has kind of overperformed in points I think their defense is pretty solid like obviously there's questions in in the secondary but a lot of teams have questions in the secondary uh, and you know this is a team that I think could have potentially they have no depth potentially man. a live offense with with Fields. Not not many teams have depth. Lee. Not many teams. No depth. Bad coaches. Hard division. Rookie quarterback. Uh, not a lot of weapons. 
we, we were saying David Montgomery was a bust until like week 12 last year. And now he had a great end of the year. And I'll give him credit for that. But like, I'm not going to pretend like he's some elite running back now. But even I just if don't had... think there's that much. Really, at the end of the day, I just don't think there's that much to be excited about in Chicago. And I think that their ceiling is extremely limited. Well, even how, much, Fields how, is much really worse, how much worse are they than they were last year? Obviously, I'm not even saying, okay, they were a playoff team last year. They sucked last year, though. Yeah, it, like they weren't. Yeah, good. they they started off five and zero, oh and they but they yeah, they and a lot stunk. of and a yeah. lot of, of that. Nagy was going to get fired. Yes, wasn't but, didn't we all think Nagy? But does was Justin get fired? Fields not move the needle? I know he's a rookie, and he, there's going to be not that much. There's going to be bumps and bruises, but not that much. I just I don't think he moves it that much unless he's like a because superstar. I mean like even like think about this, Tommy. Think about this, Tommy. Like Herbert was unreal for the Chargers yes. last year. And they still didn't end up winning well, a lot you, of games. If you were to put right? Herbert, like, I know this is a hypothetical, but Her- Herbert on Chicago last year, it's like that kind of solves what was so un- the team was undynamic and won a lot of boring close games. And but I, I think what I think what but I think what like kind of Lee and I are thinking is that it's gonna get it's gonna continually get worse around fields. You're saying this year, like the team is the the roster like top to bottom. Obviously, like there's hope with the quarterback position, which has plagued Chicago. But they've left that window where the rest of their roster is good, and their their whole roster as a whole is declining. Yeah, and in the future, that that's I think that's a good so, point for the future. But for this year, I still think I think this is a competitive defense. I think this. Who's the best? I want to know who you think is the best depth player on this team. Who's the best backup on this team? Because we've we've looked at enough depth charts to know. I know not everyone yeah. has depth. This team has no depth. Well, they've 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 Zero. got some depth in in the defensive line. That's that's They're, definitely their the deepest part of, with who? Eddie Goldman. Eddie Goldman. Yeah, Eddie Goldman's Eddie a good Goldman player. is their most yeah, depth. Yeah, I mean that. I like Charles Snowden, Snowden out of Virginia, but he's Mike, undrafted. Mike their third best receiver is Demir Bird. They have no one in the secondary outside of Eddie Jackson and Jalen Johnson. Nobody. Artie Burns is their best depth secondary player. Jeremiah Atachu is their best depth linebacker. They have nobody. They better hope everybody stays healthy all year. And even then, they still won't be that great. I just think that things can go really wrong I think, for the but Bears. Kind you know, of. I think we're going to be saying a very similar thing with the Vikings. And, I mean, the Packers, obviously not as much. But the Packers, I mean, they have Jair Alexander, obviously. And, and you know, their safeties are a little bit better. Well, let's let's jump into into the Vikings. And, I mean, Lee, I, I kind of want to toss this one off to you because I know you feel strongly about Minnesota. I do want to say though, I mean, I don't have the. Uh, I'm I'm going off the brain for the NFC North here, but I do believe all five slated starters for the Vikings on the O line have been drafted in the top three rounds from the last um, four draft if classes. I, if I'm sorry, Davis starts, yes. I'll go in right now. I'll go in right now. Here's a team with depth. They have a good starting offensive line. It's not great. It's good. Garrett Bradbury, Ezra Cleveland, Dakota Dozier, Brian O'Neill. They just drafted right, Garrison. I mean, you guys like him more than me. Well, Garrett, Garrett Bradbury has kind of been. Drew Samia. Garrett Bradbury has They been. signed Mason Cole. They have Wyatt Davis. They have four do depth linemen. They have four depth linemen that the Bears don't have. They have Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. Better than the top two Bears receivers. Put those guys together. Irv Smith... Fine, you can call that a wash. Dalvin Cook is better than anybody on the Bears. Yeah. Uh, the quarterback situation, we know what it is with Kirk Cousins. Sure, I'll admit that. If we're good, but this team, the coaching staff is better than the Bears. 
The offensive line is better starting and deeper than the Bears. The skill positions are better than the Bears. When you look at the defense, Mackenzie Alexander is the third best corner on this team. He would be a starter on the Bears easily. They went out and got Brashad Breland. Cameron Dantzler had a solid rookie year. They went out and signed Patrick Peterson. Troy Dye is a depth linebacker. Jalen Holmes is a depth linebacker. J- Nick Vigil is a depth linebacker. Like, these guys are all not starting. Yeah. I- and then when you look at the starters, Eric Kendricks, Anthony Barr, Ryan Connolly, they went out and signed Dalvin Tomlinson. This is a team that's looking to compete for a playoff spot. This is a team that's looking to dethrone the Packers. That's what I'm looking at right now. This the Bears are a team that has league. holes everywhere. I'm, I, and I'm not even really trying to talk about the Bears, but... To, the secondary is better than Chicago's by a lot. Jalen Johnson is the best player out of both of those teams. Now, whether... Harrison Smith is the best player in the secondary out of both teams. I, and Patrick Peterson is probably the second best player. No, he's not. No, he's not. Patrick Peterson is cooked. Patrick Peterson is cooked. Maybe he, re, maybe his, he, maybe he resurrects his career to a certain standpoint. Harrison Smith is a top five safety in the league. Patrick Peterson, Brashad Bieland, Mackenzie Alexander, Cameron Dantzler. Four corners deep. Four corners deep. They're not all great. They're deep, though. But you could say, I mean... They're deep. They could just be bad, though. Like, not that good. The Bears' third corner is Artie Burns, Yeah, I understand. Again, I'm not even... Where's the disconnect here? Well, here's here's what I'll say. You're uh, you're doing a, a, a lot of stuff with the offensive line. Ezra Cleveland is a relative unknown. He played pretty solid, I think, as a rookie. Garrett Bradbury has been bad, has been a bust. Jermaine Effetti is the, is worse than Ezra Cleveland. That's, a, that's I would a agree. Fact. Again, and I'm not really trying to talk. I'm not. I don't really. I want to. I want to distance from the. I Bears. just don't see what your angle is then. <laughs> well, no, my my my. Well, it starts with the quarterback one and and two. The Vikings have had unbelievable skill possession players for five years. They had Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen. They've had Dalvin Cook. But we. <laughs> That the team we can all agree that the Vikings vastly underperformed last not year. Not la- just last more year, more so than they have in the past five years. More so than they have in the past five years. That last year was their biggest under underperformance year, and I think they're coming this year with a different mentality. I think Zimmer got humbled by that. He was on the hot seat, and I think that they're going to come to this season with a little bit of a new mentality. I'm not saying they're a Super Bowl I contender. I think the Vikings. I'm saying that. I'm saying that you it's a hard argument to make that they don't have a deeper and better offensive line than the Bears. They don't have a more effective they don't have more effective skill positions than the Bears and they don't have a more complete defense than the well, Bears. The, the Vikings could have I mean the Vikings have elite skill possession players. I think Irv Smith is going to have a great year this year. I I really like I think they have elite skill possession players but they've had that. You know, this could be the best that they've had, you know, maybe since I guess it comes down to Jeff, Jefferson and Diggs. Uh, you're not going to hear any argument from me about the Vikings' skill possession players. I mean, it's it, they are a top tier, elite. But, elite but, unit. You're, but they're also more proven than the Bears. They've done more the past five years. When we look at the players on this roster, who are still on the roster, they have more playoff experience, more playoff wins, and they're more proven than the players on the Bears. This is what I'm trying to say. And this team clearly went out. The general manager in in Zimmer went out and they said, how can we make this team? I think Dalvin Tomlinson was an incredible signing. I think Patrick Peterson, Xavier Woods, and Brashad Breland were great veteran signings. They got Mackenzie Alexander. They just have they just have more bodies. They have more capable players on every facet of their team. Going out and signing Mason Cole to be a depth lineman for them, who was a starter for the Cardinals last year. 
And he wasn't great, but he's a, he was a solid, decent, average to below average lineman who's now a depth player for them. This is the type of stuff that they're putting in place that I just don't see with the Bears. This is where I give the Vikings credit that I can't give to the Bears. And on top of that, you have Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Irv Smith, and Dalvin Cook. I just think that there's so much more to like about this team. Then you put on top of that, I like Zimmer more than Nagy. I just like so much more about the Vikings team. Then you look at the schedule and they have a third-place schedule as opposed to the Bears' second-place schedule. I just think that it's almost like an objective fact that the, there's more to like about the Vikings this year than there is the Bears. Yeah, I think even if Justin Fields is really good and starts, that's just kind of where I'm coming from. The Bears have more star power on defense, but the Vikings have more depth. They're more complete. There's more to like. They're better coached. And I just think that they're they're just much more of a threat to be a playoff contender than the Bears are. Yeah, I I, I mean I I am not gonna. There's not a lot of pushback there. I want to distance myself from like saying the Bears are better than the Vikings. I think the Vikings are the second best team in this division, and I, and I think from a projection standpoint, they're going to be very similar to how they were last year. I think it's just going to come down to their in-game execution. I think the offensive line should 100% be better. I think Christian Darrisaw is a huge get for them. I think Wyatt Davis was supposed to be a first-round pick before you know he had his knee injuries this past year at Ohio State. Um, I, again, I they are 100%. Wasn't it ankle? It, it might have been ankle. I know he had uh, some injuries at Ohio State. And, and you know, we, this is, we've had two years of the Vikings having you know double-digit draft picks, it feels like, in, in both drafts. You know, getting Troy Dial last year, who I was high on, getting Surratt. You know, they, they, they are deep. I can't, I can't deny that. But I still think this team in large part, is very similar to how they were last year. Um, hey, Tom, Tommy, we, we've gone through, like, uh, you know, all the NFC at this point. Where do you see the, the Vikings in that? I mean, I, I know I don't think, you know, Leah and I see them as a top dog, like with the Rams, with the Packers, with the Bucks, But, like, you know, with teams the like you know, the Cowboys – or this yeah like cardinal even like you know saying the well, cardinals here, let me, i mean where do you where well, do you kind of that's, peg that's them? a good question i think this team is going to be a very good offense but i i have major concerns about their secondary still i don't think they, their secondary has been bad for a little bit you're going to need Cameron dancer to take that next step you're going to need patrick peterson to have kind of an xavier rhodes-esque resurgence like we saw rhodes have in in indy but i'm not going to count patrick peterson as being you know, a, a plus player at corner right now when he was, you know, the second corner in Arizona to Byron Murphy for the past year. Um, I mean, I think this team... He wasn't. That's not true. He was the number one corner last then year. Why he guarded the best player on every other then team. Then why didn't he re-up in Arizona last year? He was not He was not a good player. I'm not saying... Dude, I'm not saying that he... I'm saying... All I'm saying is he guarded the best player. He was the number one corner for the Cardinals last year. Why he didn't re-up is, is more well, of the okay, Cardinals' then decision forget than anything. About, uh, what I'm, saying I'm just is saying that he was their Peterson, number one guy. In my opinion, Patrick Peterson does not move the needle for the secondary. He doesn't. Straight up. That's just what I'm saying. I think that's a little ridiculous. I mean, he's, he's, on, he's, he's, on, he's on the wrong side of 30. He's a cornerback, which requires athleticism, and his play has been declining steadily over the past couple of years. Now, he could prove me wrong. If any, I mean, he, he has a talent in the, in, you know, the repertoire to do it. I, I want to st- stay on Klepp's question. I think they are in that Seattle-Dallas conversation for me, but I think that 
both Seattle and Dallas have quarterbacks that I would rather have, have better quarterbacks. It, to me, it just kind of comes down to, to Kirk Cousins and how you know how good can this team be? How how good can all these weapons be with Kirk Cousins? You know, f- failings. I think, and I think Kirk Cousins, you know, deserves to be in that top fifteen conversation. I think he's a solid, good quarterback who can get this team into the playoffs. But I think this team has some issues in the secondary. Uh, you want to talk about depth? They have no depth on the edge. Daniel, they're a Daniel Hunter uh, injury away from Stephen Weatherly being your your number one rusher. Or Patrick Jones, the rookie from Pitt. Um, you know, I, I, this team, you know, I kind of see them similarly to how I saw them, you know, at the end of last year, I think the Vikings started, they started off really bad last year and kind of got hot down the edge. If they can, if they can, you know, kind of retain that, that play that they had towards the end of the year, this team is definitely going to be in the mix for a playoff spot in a weak NFC. Um, I think you know they belong right there with the Cardinals, the Seahawks, and the Cowboys. But all three of those other teams, I think, have better quarterbacks, which I think neutralizes you know the skill position argument that I think Dallas has better skill positions probably just by a, by a hair. But still, it's it comes down to the quarterback for me, and that's kind of that was kind of why I was doing the devil's advocate ar- argument with Fields in Chicago because you know how much better is a worse Chicago team. Forget the the Vikings and you know the league average team with a you know a plus quarterback in Justin Fields. So uh, that's you know to put a bow on my Chicago rant, I'd say that. And then you know I think if Minnesota's not the number two team in this division, it definitely will be a failing. And I expect them to be in the hunt come late November, early December. And a lot of that is just going to come down to you know little games that are going to become coin flip games and are going to go down to, to Kirk Cousins or, or their defense and especially their secondary. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard for me to say that this team is a, is a top dog by any means in the NFC. Uh, shall we shall we get on to the Packers here, boys? Clep, what do you think of them? Oh, I think, Clep, what do you think of the Vikings? Yeah, we're Can you guys hear me? Now. Yeah. I'm back. I like the Vikings. You like the Vikings? All right. I like them. I don't know. I, I think I think Kirk presents a certain floor. Uh, he had a really rough start to the season last year, but he, he, he came on uh, towards the end of the year. Uh, I think if, you know, Dalvin Cook can stay healthy, you know, that's – that's always a big, big question. But when he's been healthy, he's been arguably the best running back in the NFL. Um, so, and you talk I about mean, Tommy. I, I like, sorry, Clep, go ahead. No, I. You can keep going. I'm kind well, of I just think it's unfair it's to jump in a little bit. <laughs> it's unfair for Tommy to say, "Oh, Danielle gets Danielle Hunter gets injured, and you have Stephen Weatherly." It's like, okay, what if Khalil Mack gets injured? Then you have Angelo Blackson. Is the best pass rusher for the for the well, Bears, or perhaps maybe uh, Travis Gibson or Ladarius Mack. Yeah, I mean that's I don't know. You have guys on Minnesota like Jalen Holmes or DJ Wanham or James Lynch or Kenny Willekes or Stephen Weather. Like there's just names there that I would prefer to have, and it helps a lot that the rest of the defense is just more complete. Um, I don't mean that. I mean, I guess I'm beating a dead horse, but I just think if you're going to play the injury, if they get injured game, you yeah, have that's to be fair. That's yeah, that's fair. The, that's fair. I don't, you know, yeah, I think that's a fair point. I just, you know, 
I, th- I I see issues in the secondary, and you know the Bears have issues of their own as well. But I think this is gonna. I just I I can't see this team being a top ten team in the league. Really, I'm failing to see the ceiling, really, and that's what's gonna you know prevent me from. I'm not necessarily saying they're a top ten team in the league. Well, well I don't even, think I'm saying. Well, okay, I, okay, then I'll I ex- say, I I fully expect them to be a playoff contender, like you said. I do too. I agree I with too. you. I fully ex- I fully expect them to be a playoff contender. I agree that Arizona, Dallas, and Seattle all have better quarterbacks, but I do think that this team is poised for a. They, they I think they underachieved last year, and they're poised for a little bit of payback and a little bit of you know. I just wouldn't be that shocked. I also think, too, with the Vikings, I mean, the Vikings, you're looking at potentially four wins between Detroit and Chicago. Yeah. But when have the, the so. Vikings have never been that much of a sure thing. That's that's kind of why I'm hesitant to, you know, th- this has been a team that has had, they've had unbelievable skill position players for four years easily. Ever since Dalvin Cook played his first full season, this team has been loaded at the skill position, and Cousins has never been able to take advantage of it. They're... Well, and they've won playoff games. I mean, they haven't they made won playoff, one playoff runs, game. but they've they won, won playoff one, games, they and the they've Saints. won games. They've, but, but still, they beat I, the Saints twice. Yeah, there was the, the, uh, the miracle. They, the they miracle. beat the Saints. Yeah. They've won play. It's That's multiple. They've been to an NFC Championship game in the yeah. last five years. Like, like, this is a team that's more proven than you're giving them credit for. I know that they've been disappointing, but partially just because they haven't been to a Super Bowl is why they've been disappointing. And I think that kind of just shows what the standard is in Minnesota, especially coming well, off of okay, a year like last year. If if we they they had the the miracle, which I'm not trying to take away from them, and then they got waxed in the NFC Championship game by Philly. They got absolutely lost like 41 to seven. So uh, yes, they did. They have won two playoff games, both against the Saints, both in in very dramatic fashion, and I should give them that. But I'm just I'm. Again, and I shouldn't have even said, I don't think that you think they're a top 10 team in the NFL league, but I'm failing to see the ceiling where I'm going to put them ahead of Green Bay. I'm just saying this is a top five franchise in the NFC over the past half decade. This is a reliable team in the NFC over the past half decade. And last year was their worst year in the past five years. And I think that they're going to bounce back from that because they are really well coached. Cousins is what he is, but they have, like you said, they have great skill positions. And I think what they said was this offseason was we need to fix our defense and we need to get more depth. And they did that. And I love, like I said, I love the Tomlinson signing. I love some of the signings they made in the secondary. I don't think Patrick Peterson's in his prime, but I think he's a great complimentary cornerback. I don't think they have a CB1 necessarily, but I think they're like five dudes deep in the secondary, which is never a bad thing. And I think they're going to make do with that, especially schematically with what Zimmer does defensively. And they have really good linebackers. And they have really good depth with their linebackers. I mean, I, I want to mention it again. Anthony Barr, Eric Kendricks are really good linebackers. Ryan Connolly, they signed from the Giants, who came is coming off a pretty good year. I'm not going to say he's anything that he isn't. But they went and signed Nick Vigil. They went and drafted Troy Dye last year, who we all like. I don't even like Chaz Surratt or Tuff Borland. But, like, they have depth on their linebacker position. They have good linebackers. They're well coached. They went and got Michael Pierce. They have a solid defensive line. It seems that they fixed a lot of the problems with Danielle Hunter, who's one of the premier pass rushers in the league. And they're looking to make a playoff impact this year. This is a team that looks like they're ready to make that impact, is all I'm trying to say. And I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs because there's always that asterisk there, but they're going to be in the conversation. I'm confident in that. Last question. So the the Vikings make the playoffs – 
I like forget if they're home if they're you know the, the the two to seven seed like neutral field like what teams that are in that mix are you like gonna favor them you know over or like you know how confident are you that you're going to be confident in their ability to beat you know the the te- the NFC West all the teams in the NFC West whoever you know falls into that that non buy uh, territory and you know the Cowboys yeah. or uh, you know the, the the football team or the Giants even you know like. I think they're better than the Giants, and, and and probably I'd put them ahead of the football team too. But then again, like that defense, you know, I just I I just fail to see the upside, really. Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, don't it's, really it's, know it's, how to it's, it's hard question. to. I mean, Tommy, it, it's it's hard to project like them into the playoffs, I suppose. Um, but like I think you know, just looking at their schedule, you go. You know, Bengals week one should be a win, and then you look at Cardinals, Seahawks, Browns. Like I think those first, you know, those those weeks two through four will be a really good gauge of where this team is at, right? I mean, you would think the Cardinals and the Seahawks, um, you know, in Arizona and then at home with Seattle would be two, you know, pretty evenly matched games, and then and then a team like the Browns, Tommy, who you're extremely high on, but I think all three of those games are winnable for the yeah. Vikings. I think and and. But even like you say, the Bengals week one, that worries me because of their secondary. Like, I think the Bengals are a team that really can take advantage of of the Vikings. Dude, their secondary is not that bad, bro. I'm sorry. I think their secondary is fine. It's not that bad. I mean, I, I'd be, I mean, like, I, I'd be much more concerned about the Bengals the secondary, secondary is I mean, so to, much no, worse than the Vikings. Their secondary, their secondary, the their secondary has been abysmal for multiple years now. And I'm not saying that you guys think Patrick Peterson is moving the needle that much, but I I don't know what else is because their secondary has been brutal. It is. I don't think it, bro, their their secondary has been no, pretty good. No. Recently. I mean, you had Xavier Rose brutal last and, year. and Harrison Smith. They drafted you've had Xavier Rose and Harrison Smith at the top of their games. They drafted Gladney and Dansler for a reason. That in that in that because in 2019 they were an absolute joke in the secondary and they were last year too because they relied on no they because they lost players too Tommy. That's why they drafted them to replace players that they lost, like Trey Waynes and like Xavier Rhodes, yeah, who were who and were McKenzie players Alexander for them. Too. Even when they that had were, those players, like Xavier Rhodes to the back end of his deal, and Trey Waynes, who never really moved the needle at all. Like this team has never their strength has never been in the secondary. They've had great safeties with Harrison Smith and Anthony Harris, but the secondary still was their secondary is is how about J. Ron Kurt significantly better than the Bengals secondary. And the team that you're saying is going to instill fear. In I'm them. saying I'm so, saying the Bengals offense versus the the, the the Bengals offense are the they have the personnel to really give the Vikings trouble because those are the type of teams that have given the Vikings trouble throughout the years because they can pass and the Vikings secondary has been abysmal. They haven't given the Vikings trouble throughout the years. The Vikings have won eight to eleven games every year the past few years yes, with the in, exception of last year. Spite, Those teams haven't given the Vikings trouble. I'm saying, That's the reason I'm why they've teams, been an NFC contender every year for the past half decade. I'm saying teams with strong passing attacks have given the Vikings fits over the past couple of years because their secondary has been very weak. And I expect that to continue this year. Which is why I'm lower on the One, two, three, four New starting players in the secondary. We'll see. I, I guess they're all going to be bad, according to you. I just don't see how those all every single one of the signings is going to be bad. I just don't think that's going to happen. Right, I'm sorry. We'll, we'll just we'll just have to see. I mean, 
One thing I do know for sure is that this team has been abysmal in defending the pass over the past at least three years. From my, from my DFS experience, taking a bunch of receivers to play against them, and just, that's just, I mean, like a team like Jacksonville last year sticking around with them. Like, this team has been bad on defense the past couple of years. The Vikings were terrible last year. Yeah. I think you throw last year out the window. I think, yeah, like, I think that's fair. They, they, if they, you're going to throw the first three years before that out the window, I can throw last year out the window. Yeah, I, I, because this is a team that's been a NFC Championship contender. Was in 2017, in 2018, in 2019. I just and last year they were bad. I and everyone expected them to be good, and they were bad. I just would be hesitant to call a team like the Bengals, with have who has a who have a very potentially potent uh, passing attack and offense all around with Mixon too. All based off potential and projection. Yeah, but you're doing the same thing with the secondary, man. I mean, like it's it's all project. We're all that's what we're doing right now. That's what we do in these previews is project. So I'm just saying. Yeah, well, then I can project that the Bengals' offensive line is going to be really bad, and the Vikings are going to take advantage of that. Uh, okay. Like, why would that? Why is that not a reality? Well, because I'm, I'm get, I don't understand. I because I don't think the, the pass rushes is specifically like they have Daniel Hunter, but other than that, like the defensive line is pretty solid. But you know, like you guys seem to think that the Bengals are just like going to go zero and sixteen this year because their offensive line is bad, and I'm just saying that the the receivers of the Bengals matching up with the defensive backs of the Vikings is not a good matchup. And I expect those type of matchups to be exploited against the Vikings throughout the year. And I, I don't expect them to have a good secondary. And, and we can leave it at that. We'll just see how, you know, this team performs uh, throughout the season. And if they have a really good secondary or even an above-average secondary, I'll happily eat crow. All right, let's go to the Packers. I just want to say, board. last thing, the past four <laughs> years – the Vikings had 13 wins, 8 wins, 10 wins, 7 wins. So I'm not, I can't do the math in my head right now what the average of that is, but that's pretty good, especially when you consider they've had two playoff wins in that run. That's a lot more than a lot of teams in the NFC can say. So I think that you need to give them a little bit of credit for that. You, you heard what I said. I said they're going to be a, in the hunt. I said they're going to be in the hunt. The only thing I said was I'm not going to give the. I'm not going to say the Bengals are an automatic win when the Bengals can attack the greatest weakness of this defense. That's my only point. I didn't say they're an automatic win, but I think that we can all agree that we expect the Vikings to win that game. That's the point we're trying to make. Like, if you had to expect one team to win, it would be the Vikings. That's why we have confidence in them. I want to check the line on that. I think that's an I think that's an overspot for sure for for another podcast. But I texted about it earlier this morning, Tommy. What? I was looking at some week one lines. I said I said uh, Vikings plus three and a half plus money plus one hundred. It's only on Fox three. Bet. Wow. I had two bourbons at can. dinner tonight, man, and it's ruining the podcast. I'm sorry, <laughs> listeners. I think yeah, it's making the podcast. It be. probably is. Only, only, only uh, previewing three teams, and we're heading for our longest division preview. <laughs> uh, it's the NFC North, baby. What, what more? What more could you want? It's a, it's a, it's a black and blue division. That is That's what true. They called it back in the day, black and blue division. Uh, Packers boys. Uh, I think. Um, I don't know. I need to. I need to check myself here because I allowed my my allegiances as a Lions fan and my hatred for the Packers and Aaron Rodgers to bleed into what I thought would happen with this team. And I thought that Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers wouldn't be suiting up for the pack this year as of uh, a week ago. 
or maybe as of two weeks ago. And uh, that's not the case. They're back. Um, say what you want about the long-term maybe outlook for the Packers, but the this team's been a legit Super Bowl contender for two straight seasons, made two straight NFC Championship games. Obviously have faltered in, in both of those games, but um, I, I see no reason why this team at least doesn't make the playoffs. I expect them to win the NFC North. Um, you know, I mean, Aaron Rodgers... Aaron Rodgers, you know, he he obviously was the NFL MVP last year. The couple years, the seasons of play before that were, were not the best of his career. Um, so I think the Packers were kind of taking Jordan Love, expecting the Rodgers decline to kind of continue, and it, and it didn't. Um, again, I don't want to speculate again on, on how exactly the end of Rodgers will, will happen in Green Bay. Uh, I still think he's a prick. Uh, I'll put that out there. <laughs> Uh, don't like the man, um, drama queen, only one ring. All right, you're you're in you're in a uh, Breeze Wilson territory, buddy. All right, and he's uh, kind of acting like he's uh, Brady. So, um, you know, like how about you r- run the ball in uh, on th- on second or third down there, buddy? Yeah, you know, when when you're in the red zone, or how about you? Uh, you know, don't go three and out twice following uh, interceptions by your defense in the second half. No one wants to talk about that, all right? So, uh, you know, I'll just put that out there. Um, we need to get a Kenosha Uberman back on the podcast. He was uh, he was on a, a lost tape in an Uber from Kenosha to Chicago. He was, um, and he, but... he guaranteed an 11-win floor for the Packers last year, and he was right. He delivered on that guarantee. Yeah. I laughed um, in his face. Clep, I think two things can be true at once. I think you're right. I also really like Aaron Rodgers, I'll admit it. I think he's a really articulate, intelligent, in-touch-with-himself guy. I think he's great for football. I loved his press conference. I ate it up. I think he's just really on point with a lot of stuff. That all being said, the Buccaneers threw three interceptions. There were plenty of opportunities the Packers had in that game, and they squandered them. And they and he did he was not he did not rise to the occasion. I think that the one ring obviously there's the lion's share of blame is on his shoulders. He's the quarterback. He's the performer. He's the player on the field that that's affecting all of that. But at the same time, it's the Packers. There's a certain culture there that I think inhibits him from really being able to. I don't know. There's things that the Packers could have done to make his life easier that they haven't done, and I think that that's the reason 100%. reckoning all 100%. happened in the first place. I'm going to make this quick because I wax poetic about the Vikings and the Bears. I'm not picking it. I always pick against the Packers. I'm done doing it. I think they're going to win the division now that Rodgers is back. I think this is a team that can beat anyone in the league on any given week. Just because Rodgers is the quarterback, Adams is the receiver. They have a solid defense. I'm done doubting LaFleur. Um, And I think this is a team that is absolutely, yet again, shooting for their Super Bowl window this year. They almost did it last year. I have a hard time believing Rodgers is going to have as good of a year this year as he did last year. But that's kind of the Brady thing about him, man, where I'll say, like, he's he's the most talented quarterback ever, I think. Um, just from a standpoint of this is a guy who – it's poetry in motion, man. He's inventing the game as he plays it. And kids are going to be watching him and learning from him. And he's not the most mechanically sound Brady archetype quarterback. But the way he plays the game is so free and natural and, and admirable to watch. And, and I would and never mistake free. 
what? It's crazy. And mistake mistake free. free. And I would never doubt him for a second. I think doubting him is stupid. So me saying, oh, he's not going to have a good year as he did last year, he very well could. I'd love to see them get another weapon in town. I think Devontae Adams has too much weight on his shoulders. I'd love to see a guy like Robert Tanyan come in and make an impact. Apparently, from all the reports, he's been killing it at camp, which is awesome to hear. But I don't know if that's going to be enough for them. I really would have liked to see them go get a guy like Will Fuller or maybe go trade for a T.Y. Hilton or someone like that. I don't know. Randall Cobb, I don't know if he's necessarily the answer. Um, but this is the best team in the division. As much as I like to say about the Vikings' depth, they don't have the quarterback the, Vi- or the Packers have. They don't have the Devontae Adams the Packers have. And they just don't have the culture and the uh, ability to understand that this is their window and they know how good they are. That's the thing about the Packers. It's like the bar is almost set at 10 wins. They are not... They're not gonna, you know, they're not gonna gonna come up short of that as long as Rodgers is healthy. So that's kind of my piece on the Packers. Now that Rodgers is back, I expect them to win the division. I expect them to compete in the playoffs. I'll go out and say, like, I don't think they're gonna win a Super Bowl because I just don't think they have enough to win a Super Bowl. But I believe this team, like I said, I really wholeheartedly believe. I see Kansas City on their schedule. I see at Baltimore on their schedule. I see the Rams on their schedule. I see San Francisco on their schedule. They can win any of those games. This is a team that they're on the other team's schedule too. So um, I expect them to beat the Lions twice. I expect them to beat the Bears twice. I expect them to win at at the very least four games in the division and at the very least ten games in the regular season and uh, and get a playoff berth this year. So that's kind of my piece on the Packers. Yeah, not a lot to disagree with there. I think, uh, yeah, I pretty much agree the most with just like this team's floor is kind of ten wins if Rodgers is healthy. Um Really solid offensive line. I think Bakhtiari, hopefully he'll he'll be back healthy. Uh, went out and got Josh Myers, you know, and they really, I mean, they drafted, geez, it looks like four offensive linemen. Um, yeah, bringing in Randall Cobb, you know, obviously he's not the player he once was. He's not, uh, you know, uber dynamic. But I think what's nice about that is just like the trust factor with Rodgers, it seems that Rodgers didn't really have, you know, Alan Lazard kind of played, was kind of played that that secondary role guy, that, and it seemed like it it kind of fluctuated from Lazard to St. Brown or, or Valdo Scantlin, and or and, you know Bob Tunyon played a big uh, role last year. But I think getting a fam- like the familiarity that he has with Cobb, uh, I, I really like that move for that. You know, on third down, I think Cobb's going to be catching a lot of third and four, uh, you know, little little inter- intermediary routes. Uh, and they drafted your guys' boy Amari Rogers, who I, who I thought was a pretty good player as well too. So. Um, I think they got a little bit deeper at receiver and at least are better than I thought they were last year. Uh, and this is a pretty solid defense. I mean, I think they probably have the best secondary in the division. Um, I mean, I guess that second corner is a little bit of a question. Eric Stokes, Kevin King. Off the ball linebacker is yep, a little bit good, of an good issue. Good point, Klepp. Uh, still waiting on. But that's not going to yeah. sink you. Devondre Campbell, fine. you know, has kind of yeah. get a little long in the tooth and is a little older, but. I mean, Rashawn Gary came on a little bit last year. Kenny Clark's a really good player. Uh, the, the Smith Bros. So I, I kind of see this team, you know, being in the mix for the NFC Championship again next year. Uh, how, you know, is Rodgers going to have another MVP-type season? I wouldn't put it past him. I certainly accept, expect him to be in the conversation for MVP uh, towards season end. And, you know, I guess if you want to buy into the intangible stuff, you know, is this are they taking that last dance? Are they taking that last dance uh, motto? into this year Devontae mm. and Aaron Rodgers trying to win that Super Bowl and you know I would never put too much stock into that but I definitely think you know Aaron Rodgers is a highly motivated man 
Um, I, I agree a lot with Lee. I became a big fan of Aaron Rodgers. Listened to the McAfee interviews last last year. I, I really think that he's he's probably the number one guy in the NFL. I'd like to like to hang out with. I don't know if I ever told you guys that, but you know, I, th- I think he's a guy I'd like to hang out with. Oh, Jason oh, Pierre Paul, bro. Jason Pierre Paul, bro. That's a ho- Aaron. That's a horrible. Oh, it's so bad. I, I want to smoke bad, a black man. and mild with Jason Pierre Paul, my guy. Bring Rogers with you. Let's bring Rogers with us. We'll take Rogers with us. He. Aaron, uh, let's just let's just say Aaron Rodgers is far down my list, but. But I hope hey, I I, I um, I'm gonna. I want to ask you guys, I mean, we've been through the NFC as a conference. I believe we've all said we think the Rams, Bucks, and Packers are going to win their respective divisions. I'm a Niners guy, but yes. Would that be a correct statement? I think Tommy said the Niners um, would win the East. Oh, Tommy said the Niners would win the West? The West, yeah, excuse me. T-Bone. Am I out? No, you're in. You're in. Are you guys? You guys are both in. I'm here. Tommy. Tommy. T Bone. T Bone. <laughs> Ruh row. He's he's alive for me. I don't know why he's not hearing me. Tommy. <laughs> it's so frustrating watching him do things, but I'm saying I'm saying your name yeah. right now. <laughs> oh no! Oh, he's he gone. Left. <laughs> Uh, well, well, Tommy works to he's get back. back. I mean, I'm back. Oh, here we go. All right, he's we're back. back. He's back. I guess Tommy, you said the Niners yeah, yeah, are going to win yeah. the West. Don't forget um, about the, our Cowboys, right? All right. Well, then I, I guess we'll we'll stick with the with the Packers and Bucks. I mean, like, how confident are you guys that both those teams end up winning their divisions this year? Um, I'm supremely confident. confident the Buccaneers will win the South. I'd say I'm 80% confident the Buccaneers will win the South, which is really high. I'd say I'm 60 to 65% confident the Packers will win the North because, I don't know, I want to be fair to the Browns. Um, I think there could be culture issues in Green Bay if things don't go well. I just assume, I just have more of a strong assumption that things are going to go well for the Packers. But I will say, if things don't go well early, like I say with the Browns and the Packers start out like 3-3 three and three or 3-4, three and four, I obviously believe a little bit more in Rodgers' experience, but I still think it could be like a thing where guys in the locker room are kind of like, Aaron's not going to be here next year, Devontae's not going to be here next year, our coach is 39, I don't know, like what, what's, you know, especially if the Vikings are really clicking on all cylinders, I just don't think that's out of the picture. But I would say that I'm 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 fairly confident that the Packers, Buccaneers, Rams less so just because that division's such a meat grinder, but I would still throw them in there that they're gonna win their respective divisions. Those are the teams I have the most confidence. Those are the top three teams I have the most confidence in in the NFC for sure. Yeah, I'm probably when it comes down to the I'm the Niners and the Cowboys, I'm significantly less confident than I am in the Packers and the Bucks. I, I agree with Lee. I'd probably go Bucks eighty percent, seventy five, eighty percent, Packers, you know, seventy percent, Niners I'd put at a solid fifty five, sixty percent. Um, and then Cowboys like Cowboys fifty five percent, fifty to fifty five percent. Um Yeah. If, if they're all healthy, though, you know. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna refrain from ranking the division, but uh, I mean, Lee or Tommy, feel free. Lee, are you gonna refrain? 
Well, I've given it away. I mean, I'm ranking the Packers and then the Vikings and then the Bears. Is it we are only ranking? Yeah, I'm, I'm probably yeah, doing that too. So I don't yeah. know. Maybe I'll, I might put the Lions ahead of the Bears. Who yeah, knows? I'm excited to do our playoff preview though because it's going to force me to like whittle down the Vikings and the Cardinals and the Cowboys of the world. No, I guess not the Cowboys because I picked them to win the division, but like. The Vikings, the Cardinals, the Washington Giants, kind of all those NFC hodgepodge of teams that only have two spots Panthers. or three spots to make the playoffs. That's It's going to be a lot of fun to kind of see where I land on that and how bullish I want to get on certain teams. Well, maybe, so I'm excited to do that. Maybe we can do the same. Ex- to... We've done the AFC too. I mean, maybe we could do the same exercise on the AFC, you know? Well, yeah, why wouldn't we do it on the AFC? No, I'm saying right? club, we're, club, we're talking about how confident we are and, and – in the teams we picked to win the division, you know, Chiefs one hundred percent. I don't Chiefs one hundred percent. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Yeah. Yep. Zero percent chance anyone else wins the division than the Chiefs. I'm um, fairly confident in the in. I mean, I don't know. I, I kind of think I the Patriots have, could could give them a run for yeah. their money, man. Um, I, I at this point, I'm fairly confident in the Titans. Yeah. yeah, we haven't really. I like want to bet on the Colts now because they're plus two hundred to win the division, and it's like, okay, let's yeah. get it. You know what I mean? Like, it's like now's the time where the coaching shines through. But I don't know if I have the sack to do that. Um, AFC is a um, lot more questionable. I don't know, man. I like my Ravens pick. I I, I have no. I'm not even going to try to pick the AFC North. I already yeah. did that in the podcast. That's as far as I'll go. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think there's a Tommy. What percent chance do you think the Browns have of winning that division? Just considering how difficult it is. I think sixty, sixty, maybe. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Sixty. That's bullish, dude. That's bullish. I think. I think the Browns. I think the Browns are are going to be in that hunt for the first seed. I think they're really going to have a good year. Yeah. All right. I I, I kind of like the Lee. Because. I, I kind of like uh, I kind of like putting like a, like not that much, but just like five or ten bucks on the on the Steelers plus two fifty money line against the Bills week one. Yeah, I'm totally with that. I'm totally with that. Steelers are getting slept on. I love to see it. That's all I have to say. I love to see people sleep on them because there's because ain't nothing changed. They're gonna continue to compete. I don't know about all the division talk. Um, but I think they're going to compete week in and week out. I think they're they're definitely going to compete. But yeah, this wraps up the division talk. So year four wraps up the division four, talk. We got to get the Lions preview out. We got to get the playoff preview out. Maybe we can throw some award preview in in with the playoff preview, and then and then all I think of a we sudden, got we'll, we'll, we'll definitely have preview. a little. Uh, we'll definitely have a little baller faller holler. We got to do a Tommy Murray sponsored by yeah. Pacifico win total. Preview. That's Win up totals. Next. We got a uh, duel or die. Duel or die. Duel or die. <laughs> I really think I'm onto something there, man. It's such a it's such an 18th century revolutionary term. It is, man. It is. It's so. Maybe, hey, maybe brass maybe tacks. maybe that's the maybe that's the name of the uh, the betting yeah, pod. I like that. that duel like services. That. That's for sure. That that the ring. We need to copyright that because the ringer is gonna like. Make that's gonna be like the Ringer's next podcast or something. It sounds like such a Ringer name. Um, I had something really witty to say that I'm forgetting about now. Oh yeah, listeners, listeners, uh, go when Lee says "do or die." 
Uh, there's an L in there. Just, just, just keep your ears open. You mean when Adam? I didn't say Adam? Adam was the one who said it. Yeah, was it was it Adam. You, Lee. Get your facts straight. I. No, no, it wasn't me. All right, well, either Lee or Adam. They, there's. I'm gonna edit it out then. They said dual. Dueler day. They they rolled the L into the or. Medulo. Medu- I was I was going back to my. Well, it was a Freudian Medulo. slip, and it led to something great. Yeah. So we're yeah. all we have to all we have to do is be thankful for that. We do indeed. Um. So wait, you guys are doing Lions Pod next, and then uh, we'll get the Pacifica wins total uh, pod in. That's what I'm thinking. All right. Yeah. Because it's August. It's it's August third. Little little live look into third. how our brains work here, calendar wise. It's August 3rd. We do the Lions preview within the next week and a half. We do it on August 13th, let's say. That was a, that was a rough Hey, day. that's that's Mike Klepp's uh, wedding reception. Okay, well then, oh, Mike Klepp's getting married. At it. Well, he's been married a year, but the party Mr. is happening. Mr. Northwestern. Yeah. Mr. Mascot. West, yeah, yeah. <laughs>